Welcome back to the Simple Mission Podcast. This week's special edition podcast episode is all about fatherhood. So fathers, if you're drinking your morning cup of joe or you're headed off to work, give this podcast episode a listen. You will not regret it. I am super excited to announce the podcast guest for this week, Ryan Frederick. Ryan is passionate about helping men treasure Christ most and love their families well. He and his wife, Selena, created The Fierce Marriage with one simple mission, to point couples to Christ and commission marriages for the gospel. Together, their writings reaches millions of monthly readers all around the world with a transformational message of the gospel. They started The Fierce Marriage to help process through marriage trials as well as celebrate its joys. They're in their 17th year of marriage, and they've learned a ton about what works and what doesn't. They hope that as we share on this podcast openly, that it will help you grow and cultivate a truly Christ-centered marriage and a truly Christ-centered family. They've spent the past seven years ministering to married couples all around the world. God has been extraordinarily good to them, and he has allowed the Fierce Marriage Ministry to grow beyond their wildest dreams, all while giving them three wonderful daughters. I am super excited to be able to talk with Ryan today. Him and his wife, Selena, have written over seven books, and they have just released their new book, and it is called See Through Marriage, available anywhere books are sold. And it is the number one new release in religious reference. So listen on as we talk about fatherhood, family, setting goals, a little bit of love, how to raise kids, and also what Ryan's mission in life is according to God's plan. Hey y'all, welcome to the Simple Mission Podcast. My name is David. And I am Leanna. And and we're we're the the Bonds. We are newlyweds in our 20s. Living for Jesus while just being real and open about our life. Figuring out your mission from God does not have to be complicated. Rather, it's simple. We bring you along as we talk about relationship, family, marriage, college life, simple living, and business. We pray that this podcast is a blessing to your life as we learn together every week and maybe have some laughs along the way. Hello, Ryan. Welcome to the Simple Mission Podcast. Hey, David. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, we've got uh, Ryan here uh, from the from the Fierce Marriage, and we're going to be uh, talking to you guys uh, today. A special edition podcast episode on fatherhood and what it means mm-hmm. to be a father and uh, everything that that entails, um, especially grounded. Uh, um, in the Word of God. And so uh, we, we've got Ryan here. Honored to have him on the podcast. And so, uh, yeah, so I guess the first question that um, I'd like to ask you is tell us all the story on how you met your wife and fell in love. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I love, I love, anytime I get to talk about our history, it's so fun. Um, uh, but honestly, it goes back so far. I'll give you the, um, the the uh, short version, uh, the Cliff Notes version, if you will. But essentially, uh, we met in uh, high school. But uh, we, 
I actually saw her before then because my mom, my mom was a, we went to Christian high school. My mom was an educator. So I got to um, kind of visit the school where Selena was at because my mom was interviewing for a job there. Ended up going and visiting for the day while my mom was interviewing and uh, sat in a PE class and saw Selena across the gymnasium. Like, uh, just, it was like one of those scenes out of a movie, right? Like slow motion, my heart's dropping, you know, through, through my chest. And, uh, you know, and she's, uh, <laughs> she's just playing some game in the gym, <laughs> basketball or something like that. Anyway, I saw her there and, uh, man, it was, uh, I'm not a big, you know, proponent of love at quote unquote love at first sight, but man, I uh, I think that's probably what happened. I just felt like she was just something about her, and I uh, didn't actually talk to her for over a year later. Um, even though um, she didn't even know I existed, I was very aware of her existence. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we became good friends. We actually were, were best friends, and then eventually we were just like, hey, let's let's uh, let's date. Let's uh, let's see where this goes. And we both kind of knew that if we were going to start dating, it was because we we wanted to eventually get married. Of course, we were 16, so that was a really intense 16-year-old conversation to have, but there we were. And uh, um, yeah, I ended up getting married four years after we started dating, and uh, now we've been, we're going on, goodness, uh, 17 years married, wow. so awesome. been together more than half our lives, long over half our lives, so wow. man, I can't imagine life without her, yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's definitely um, quite quite a love story, and, and a uh, unique one at that, you know, I think... Um, I think I think everybody's love story is um, very very unique and um, I guess in its own uh, like category, you know. So, um, but yeah, but that's that's kind of one of the one of the questions that <laughs> that we like to ask folks. Um, you know, awesome. just just kind of like a good icebreaker. So nice. Well, cool. Okay, so it's kind of kind of moving on um, into the more like fatherhood, like the meat of what this podcast episode is all about. Whenever you're setting goals for yourself and for your family, maybe maybe your kids, what does that process look like? Setting goals. Um, that's, that's interesting because, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that um, in my own mind, I don't tend to kind of conflate goal setting with with parenting although of course when you parent functionally obviously you have to have some target in mind right and that's that's basically a goal is something that you're shooting for um for me what helps me honestly as a parent is not so much the 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 prescriptive things right because i think every parent whether you're mom or dad you're going to kind of have this inner monologue right of okay i should be doing these these things or i shouldn't be doing these things i need to be um training, instructing, leading my kids in this way, or I failed in this way. And so that kind of stuff is, I think, helpful, but only to the extent that those behaviors are informed by underlying beliefs, right? And that's one right. of the things that I think we take for we take for granted or we just don't realize they're there or that they're necessary, not just in parenting, but in, in life and in marriage. And, and so for us, there's two big presuppositions that, that, that always – enter into our parenting and it might sound heady, but bear with me. Uh, the big presuppositions are basically the, a doctrine of God and a doctrine of, of man. And that sounds really simple, maybe, or it might sound like, what the heck is he talking about? But basically who is God? Okay. And of course, as biblical Christians, we believe that God is, has revealed himself in his word 
that is a big presupposition. If we both acknowledge God's existence, we acknowledge his holiness, we also acknowledge his lordship and the fact that he is separate, he is creator, we are created. Hmm. Okay, That sounds obvious for Christians, but a lot of Christians we're realizing don't necessarily focus on that or realize that it's there. And so that's the first big presupposition. The second big one is the doctrine of man, which is who, who am I? Who are we? And what, uh, what, what is our, our design? And how are we called to live in light of the reality that God is God and we are not? And how are we called to live in, in light of the reality that we are sinners and God is holy? And so that, 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 those two big presuppositions create a massive chasm between who God is and who we are, and, and that's where we need the person and work of Christ. And that's why we have such, I mean, it's, it's when, God, when, when God entered the, the, the human storyline and sent, um, you know, obviously he, he didn't, he was always in it in a sense, but he entered it in the flesh and the person of Christ. Now he's given us, by, by the work of Christ, the blood of Christ on the cross, but also the Holy Spirit, the means to now, okay, live out a life that is on purpose, and that, of course, and here we finally get to the parenting piece, I can actually parent with intentionality. I can parent with a mission, with not only that, not just my sight set on the goal, but the fuel to get there. That is the power of the Holy Spirit in my own heart. So now, okay, now I can, instead of just saying, okay, I need to be more patient with my kids, I actually have patience, and I have a, a place from which to get patience if I need it. I mean, just this morning, Selena and I were having a, a heated argument about um, just kind of losing our patience with the kids and how we right. need to ask the Holy Spirit into that conversation. So anyway, you asked how I set, go about setting goals. To be honest, there's not a lot of, hey, I've written down this goal. Um, we have some of that, but um, it always, always has to start with who do I understand God to be? Who do I understand us to be? And now how can I live in light of those two big truths? Are you loving this podcast? Let's talk about Patreon. It is a way for you to connect with us and support our mission. By giving at least $3 a month, you can help us keep the podcast ad-free and we can continue to serve you with the content that we know that you love. If you go to Patreon, sign up and support us. Leanna and I definitely want to bless you back with free gifts. For more info, visit patreon.com slash the simple mission. Hmm. Right, right, right. Wow, that was that was really good, really powerful as well too. Um, I guess I guess kind of um, maybe talking along the lines of like stewardship. I guess you know maybe um, yeah, like stewarding yeah. your time, like you know stewarding your intention intentionality, like you know, and and also too like I I love how you said that like the Holy Spirit is the one who um, kind of meets that middle and and like you said whenever jesus um came down on this earth to live as a man he he basically like sub pathed a path so so that we don't have to Mm. feel so so separated you know and um right that's awesome that's really cool well good 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 um i love like i mean you mentioned the word if I could just jump on that word stewardship real fast, because it's, I mean, that is, honestly, it's the, um, it's one of our family. We have five family values and stewardship is one of them because I feel like it, it is in so many ways. I mean, stewardship, we could talk for hours and days on because it's such a big biblical concept, Yeah. but 
just having a cursory understand understanding of it really does inform every thing we put our hands to and not only how we put our hands to it, but why so why why do we why do we love our children well well it's because we're not we don't own them they're not ours they are god's they're gifts we are to they're i mean they're god's children and so they they are uh gifts to us to be stewarded and cared for and it's the same with our careers so i mean a really clear one for parents for dads especially is we tend to get balance disordered love right sin is basically disordered love and, and a lot of times in a fa- in a father's mind and heart and time our, our work is 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 primary simply because we're usually the um in our culture we're typically the breadwinners and so we end up working long hours well if we don't have a view of stewardship of our job um we can we get our orders our, our love gets disordered so we stop seeing it as the gift to be stewarded that it is we start seeing it as something that we need to you know, clutch onto with our fingers mm. and try to own it and try to run it and manage it instead of giving it back constantly over to God and trusting him with it and doing it unto his glory. We start doing it unto our own glory. What right. that does is it starts taking away and that disordered love starts to rot away at the other things that we're called to steward in our lives, namely our relationships with our kids, our relationships with our spouse, even our relationship with God. So stewardship is, is a massive, I just don't want to gloss over that because it's a massive a topic uh, not to be uh, discounted right wow that's awesome yeah well thank you um thank you for like going into yeah, that yeah. you know uh <laughs> that was that was really cool like I, I i loved your your explanation of of that word and um that topic because you are right it, it is a massive a massive uh word with a lot of yeah, meaning awesome. and you've definitely um made it very simple to understand, you know, especially for those that like don't understand, um, you know, what like stewardship means on like a biblical level. Um, so, but thanks Ryan for, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, yeah. making that really easy, you know, so really good to flow. So cool. So let me, um, kind of, um, kind of go into, um, uh, raising, raising your kids. Uh, I understand that you have, uh, three, um, three girls. Is that right? Yeah, we we have a house full of girls. So I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, you're definitely the man of the house, right? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so whenever raising raising your kids, how do you find that fine balance between, I guess, quote criticizing and always disciplining, to being overly positive and never disciplining? Hmm. That's a really good question. They, um, cause man, they are, they can tell, I think the, um, <laughs> and what I mean by that is they, they can kind of, it, it does reflect how you, how you communicate with them it does reflect back on you. Uh, the thing with kids kind of shooting from the hip a little bit here because we're still working through this. Our oldest is only six. So we, um, we're still figuring out the parenting space, but, uh, kids have a way of, um, kind of filtering through what you're saying and getting down to the heart of why you're saying it and and, and from mm. what place in your heart it's coming from. So in other words, they can tell when you're correcting them out of love and they can tell when you're snapping back at them because you're angry. Mm. And so I think disciplining your kids consistently, to do it consistently, A, has to be from a place of love for them, meaning that you're not just correcting them because they are in your way or they're doing something you don't want them to do. You're correcting their hearts because you are, go back to the stewardship concept, you're stewarding their heart 
to the glory of God. And you right. realize your role as a shepherd and as a somebody who uh, ha- basically has to keep them from going off a cliff, not because you, you don't want to deal with the fallout of them falling off a cliff, but because you love them, right? And so I think that's where you kind of, as a parent, you get really aware of when you're just snapping back because you're angry versus saying this moment needs to be corrected. And so a lot of times the way that um, we, we um, Selena and I will, will kind of help and coach each other through that as we can tell when something's coming from a place of anger. And so I'll, I'll give her a break. I'll say, hey, why don't you just take a break? I'll handle this. I see what's happening. I'm, I'm a little bit more object- objective right now because I haven't been in it like you are. So let me help you. I'll deal with this. We're a team. And she'll do the same to me. Usually late at night is when I get really impatient, and she gets really impatient um, in, in the mornings. And so we tend <laughs> to tag out uh, kind of respectively in those moments. And so that's, that's usually the first step, just kind of seeing where, where it's coming from from the heart. And then you can consistently discipline from a place of love. If you're constantly disciplining from a place of anger, that's when you're going to start to crush their spirit. If, you, if you're constantly disciplining from a place of apathy, meaning that you're just saying, you know what? whatever, I'm just going to let you do what you want because I want to be liked by you as opposed to stewarding your heart as a command from God, then you're going to not discipline enough. But if you're in a place of love and you're, you're, it's going to be your active engagement from a loving standpoint. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. I like how you, um, definitely, you know, wrap that up, uh, with that, you know, cause the, 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 something else too, that, um, you know, Leanne and I hear, um, co-host of this podcast we we uh don't um have kids yet we are uh wanting to uh raise kids and so this is uh we're all uh learning <laughs> learning from you right now yeah, so you gotta get ready yeah yeah there you go getting getting well uh well prepared so but and and, yeah. and it's beautiful too you know um i come from um a very like large family uh i've, I've got five siblings and uh i'm the oldest nice. of the five and so uh, I've got two sisters and two little brothers under me. And so, you know, um, I guess, you know, growing up, like I, I, I watched my parents, I guess not watched, but I experienced discipline from my parents very differently than from my sisters. You know, um, I, I guess I guess I was their their firstborn and I was a boy, <laughs> you know, uh, and then um, my two sisters came a little bit later. And so, you know, I would I would I remember always getting upset like, oh, like mom and dad, you know, like, like I, I had this this way, you know, like they're doing the same thing. You know, why aren't you reacting the same, you know? And, and then my dad would go on to explain, well, you know, they are, they are girls, you know, you have to, <laughs> you have to be more, more patient and like, more like, more like loving. And anyways, when I was a kid, I didn't understand that, <laughs> uh, but you never do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, very cool. So this is actually, uh, one of the, um, the question that, uh, my brother-in-law, um, this next question I'm going to ask, wanted me to ask you. So, uh, as a father to girls, how do you ensure that they know that they are fearfully and wonderfully made and that their confidence is found in Christ and not in a certain image or look this world says they should look like? How would you kind of ensure that, that your girls know that? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Selena's really good at this. She is constantly, constantly reminding them that, uh, um, and granted, our oldest is six, right? So they haven't really started dealing with this, maybe that, as much as they will in their lives. Um, still very kind of innocent to, you know, what it means to be quote-unquote beautiful in the world's, um, uh, you know, their way of defining it. At any, at any rate, Selena's been very vigilant about this, and I've picked it up as her husband, is that we kind of, I think daily we probably ask them, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, tell them as their father, I say, oh, you know, I, I, Della is our oldest. I'll say, Della, you, you're just, you're so beautiful, and I'll dote on her like any father would, you right. know, just in whenever, whenever those moments when I see her, just her, you know, I see her for who she is. I'll just remind her, I think you're beautiful. And then, then I'll ask her, uh, who makes you the most beautiful? And she'll say, Jesus in my heart, or why are you beautiful? Cause Jesus, cause God loves me. And so we kind of always try to root it in that, you know, this is, this is true. Meaning that I, I think you're beautiful inside and out. Try not to just focus on their physical appearance. Obviously I focus on her heart and why, right. what aspects of her personality and her mind, uh, you know, her, what things that she's doing that I'm really proud of. So she's not just always finding affirmation in how she looks, but um, we try to always root it back to, though that's good, the ultimate is how God defines you, and that God has placed his value, worth, and importance on your life because he created you in his image, and that is where you get your sense of identity primarily. And it's just honestly, with kids, it's just, again, that loving consistency the thing with kids and one day when by god's grace if if you get kids and you will know this but it is about you have to be more persistent than them (laughs) because they are persistent (laughs) and if you're persistent then they they will remember but yeah i think it's just um the daily um intentional reminders there cool okay well good 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 yeah i'm I'm, uh (laughs) taking notes taking notes down so cool okay awesome yeah because i i you know what i i would imagine that um that you know especially for for girls you know they they obviously are wired differently um than like raising a boy so um i i can only imagine um you know just that that persistence is is very important so cool very very yeah so kind of kind of shifting from uh, more of like a father to you, a father to your kids to, uh, now kind of spending time with your wife, like after having kids. So, um, so you said that you've been married for 17 years, um, have three, um, awesome little girls. And so how do you intentionally spend time with your wife after having kids? Uh, it's gotten harder for sure, um, but I but but it's gotten richer too because uh, it's taught us how to truly prioritize um, each other. When you don't have kids, you kind of by default you have time together, um, unless you you know bury yourself in your work or you're just gone all the time. When you do have kids, it's it takes a certain level of fortitude. I think what's the word? Um, yeah, I mean, you have to have a, a kind of a, you have to fortify your marriage in these really unique ways. And so the way we do it, just really practically, is we have uh, kind of a standing date weekly okay. on Thursdays. So we we have a podcast as well. So we we go ahead and record that podcast, and then we we um, you know we spring for a, a nanny for a couple of hours, and we will spend. Um, hopefully, we have a, at least an hour, hour and a half to, after we've finished the podcast 
you know, write it, record it, and do all that kind of stuff. Right. To get get spend some time together, and we'll um, t- well now. I mean, uh, before all of the pandemic stuff hit, we would go out and, <laughs> and get lunch. <laughs> now with the pandemic reality that we live in, um, we're always ordering in, and we'll usually actually order, and then we'll drive somewhere and yeah. sit, you know, outside and. Um, that and then um, that's kind of a weekly rhythm, but daily rhythms are necessary too. And so for us, um, we after the girls go to sleep at night, that's when we have usually about an hour, hour and a half to sit, read, talk, watch, watch a show, um, laugh. Last night we, <laughs> we got we were it was like almost eleven, and we're like dying laughing as we're like. Um, she was trying to give me a Charlie horse, right? Or trying, she was trying to hit <laughs> knee me in the leg, give me a dead leg. Uh-huh. And, oh, she's brutal. And it was very mean spirited, but it made us laugh that... <laughs> really hard. And we ended up, we ended up spending like 20 minutes, like laughing so hard, but trying to be so quiet. Cause our house isn't that big. Um, and so kid, the girls could have woken up, but anyway, those, those evening hours tend to be kind of our time to connect. Um, and some, some mornings do we try to connect. Um, but I think, for any couple, it's just going to be finding those those moments when you can either steal away, right. or you can set a, a, a steady um, a steady rhythm of this is non negotiable. We're going to spend every morning, every evening, every whatever together because this relationship is not going to build itself. And God has given us this relationship, this marriage, each other again to steward um, to His glory, for His glory, for our good. Right. Cool. 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 Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I like how uh, y'all y'all have a uh, a weekly uh, rhythm and also um, a daily one too. You know, and and I'm I'm sure um, you know before the the pandemic, um, Lana and I were were we had probably I would say the best routine as far as daily and weekly like ever since we got married, like it was, it was, it was going like so smooth, probably for a good two weeks. And then, and then, you know, uh, the world, um, went into a spiral and then it's like, Oh, you know, now we had to adjust. And, and that was definitely like, you know, difficult. And, um, I, I, I can't imagine like, you know, raising kids and, and this whole thing happening, you know, I mean, um, and so, yeah, <laughs> so, but, but our, um, our weekly date nights have, yeah, usually been, uh, you know, uh, calling in orders and getting dressed up and driving down and, uh, you know, picking up food and taking it back, uh, taking it back home and, you know, maybe turning on a movie or just having dinner out in the, out, uh, in the backyard yeah. or so, you know, so I think, uh, <laughs> the, the creativity had to, definitely uh definitely be there but you know and so and like one thing that like my wife and i were um talking about it's like hey you know um we definitely i i don't know if it was like maybe 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 god just like wanted like I feel like the world was like running so smoothly before this whole thing happened, you know, and then I think now I think people are, you know, realizing that, hey, you know, like family is extra, extra important to then what it what it like before this whole pandemic happened, you know, and um, I feel like people are spending a lot more intentional time with their families, um, you know, like being out in the outdoors and, you know, really like getting creative and, and I, I really hope and and pray that that 
um, that some of the positivity out of this whole thing will continue for many, many years to come. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm sure we'll all, we are all going to remember this and, um, look back yeah. in, on just how like thankful and like blessed, um, you know, we all are, um, throughout this time. And so, but yeah, that's, that's just something that <laughs> my wife and I were actually talking about the other day. So it kind of ties yeah. in there, ties in there pretty well. So, but, um, yeah, man, cool, cool, cool. And so, um, but do you have any thoughts as far as any of that goes or, um, like I, I know it's kind of been talked about a lot, but, um, yeah, well, I mean, as far as the pandemic stuff, I mean, yeah, we've definitely seen, you know, in, in our readers and listeners, there's been a, uh, I'll say a, um, a reinvigoration of their desire to have a healthy marriage. I think we can spend, uh, we can spend our lives distracted, right? One of the biggest issues, okay, we've talked to psychologists who say this, one of the biggest issues that hurts marriages is not sex, it's not money, um, it's priorities, it's time, it's lack of time. Mm. And so what's happening uh, throughout this pandemic is people are given, they, they now have a surplus of something that they didn't even know they were running short on. So they were constantly, you get up every morning, you, you know, commute 30 minutes in our area, the traffic's horrible. So usually the commute's like an hour right. if you're driving into work. And so people are spending, you know, 10 to 12 hours away from the home every day. That's not, I mean, it's not how society has run up until the last 125 years until the industrial revolution. That's not how society functioned. And that's not how we as families develop. That's not how um, we as individuals develop um, to function. And so, yeah, we, we are in the midst of a larger pandemic. Um, I don't want to make light of the COVID-19 stuff, but we've been in the middle of a pandemic right. of, of a shortage of time and a, and a misprioritization of our lives. And so, I mean, the Bible, it's 19, uh, Psalm 9012 says, teach me to number my days that I might gain a heart of wisdom. We live as if we don't have to number our days, right? We live as if we can do it all, have it all, know everyone, be everywhere, know everything. Right. And because the internet has given us this false sense of connection, this false sense of information. Everybody's everybody's an expert. Everybody's armchair experts and everything. And it kind of works its way into the the deep cracks of our lives. And we before we know it, we're completely made of this stuff, of this idea that I don't that. I am God, and that sounds like a radical thing, but that goes all the way back to, to Genesis 3, right? Why did, why did Eve believe the lie when the enemy said, when the enemy tempted her? The enemy said, is God really, God, is, is he really telling you the truth, or is that really going to happen? When you eat of this, you're going you're gonna to die. He's like, did he really say that? He starts to cast doubt on it, then she starts to realize, we do the same thing. She started realizing, oh, I can be like God. I, instead of being uh, instead of being made in his image, I can now become like him in a, in a different way. And so I'm going on a bit of a rabbit trail, but but hear me out, is that we, we live as if we don't have these limits. And now in light of this pandemic, we can say, oh, wow, this is actually, I'm, I'm doing better. I don't need to go, go, go. I don't need to have all these things. I actually don't need, you know, all these different disparaging relationships that are that are kind of dispersed out now i can actually focus on the ones that are right in front of me and wow look how we're flourishing so i can go on and on um yeah but there's a lot to be said on the commentary around the the the, the pandemic and the time in history and this moment and and culture that we are in but i think the bottom line is we just have to 
embrace it as the blessing it is, kind of press into the crisis a little bit and, and see what good can come out of it. Right, right, right. That's awesome. Oh, uh, that's, yeah, that's cool. I was just, just wanting to kind of, you know, hear your thoughts and just see how, you know, your audience was taking this. And, um, yeah, it, it sounds like, uh, I think God's definitely stepping in, in this time and <laughs> kind of mm, for sure. giving us a, uh, a big news flash, you know? And, and so, but, but, but I think it's really, really cool. And, um, I feel like that, you know, hopefully moving forward past this, um, you know, I feel like that the world will change and, um, hopefully, uh, you know, a, a little bit better than, than how it used to be. So cool. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully so. But <laughs> so I wanted to, uh, talk a little bit about, um, you and your wife just released, uh, a brand new book and, uh, we are super excited, uh, for, uh, your book that just got released, uh, May 5th. And so I would just like us to tell us a little bit about kind of why you wrote it, um, and who you wrote it for. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd, uh, I'd love to. So the book's called See Through Marriage, um, and it's based on the, the sim simple premise of transparency in life and in marriage, radical transparency, and the idea that transparency shapes us and as people, but it also leads it, it – we start out the book with the statement that like transparency basically saves marriages, and God uses it as a tool, um, and that's in contrast to how we tend to live. As as people, we tend to hide, right? We tend to live in – and um, we tend to uh, – obscure kind of our true selves because we feel like if we if we're exposed for who we really are that people won't love us for who we really are and the opposite is true in the gospel and so one of the one of my favorite kind of word pictures around this idea is again going back to the garden um, when adam and eve had sinned and the fall had happened and, and god is is walking through the garden and he's searching for them i quote unquote searching for them he knew where they were right but he asked them where are you and they, he found them hiding among the trees. Well, they were trying to hide in their shame. They were naked. They, they were once they were they were naked and unashamed. Now they were naked and ashamed, and feeling exposed. And so God called them out of that hiding place. He clothed them, and, and the rest is history. And in the in a similar way, we we run and hide in the woods. And then what and what the message of the gospel is that we don't have to run and hide in, in just any trees. We have the tree to hide behind, and that tree is the cross. That is the work of uh, the person and work of Christ on the cross, his death and resurrection. We can now hide behind that tree, behind his work, behind his identity, behind his perfection in our imperfection, trusting that God will see Christ, His Christ's righteousness in us, and he'll call us out of that. So he's clothed us in a different way, right? He's clothed right. us in the righteousness of Christ. And so that reality then informs how we live um, in our marriage. And so we talk through, just briefly, and I won't get into it, but there's basically four sections in the book. We talk through what it means to be see-through, um, have a see-through relationship with God, meaning we see him, for, it's the whole doctrine of God, doctrine of man thing. We see God rightly, we see ourselves rightly. Okay, and then well, the second section is a, having a see-through self, learning, learning about, you know, kind of self-realization. What, what is the Christian view of self-realization um, and self-discovery and what does that even mean is it even biblical so we go through and lay out a case for that 
and talk about, you know, the psychology of ourselves and the physiology and things like blood sugar and things like uh, personality tests and, uh, you know, things like what are your spiritual gifts? So we talk through all those things. And then in the third section, we talk, have, talk about having to see through a relationship with your spouse, actually breaching hard conversations, having a, a sex life that is truly um, transparent and, and how you're talking about it without getting defensive and, and how you, you know, um, all the nuances around that. And then finally, we talk about see-through community. In other words, being see-through by others and seen through others in Christian community. And so we go to great great pain to clearly define what it means to have a Christian friendship with an individual, but also Christian friendships within a group context that are typical to kind of the Western church. And um, yeah, so the whole the whole book is really just this call. We, 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 um, we use the analogy of light um, being kind of how we are not the, the light itself, but we are transmitters of the light. And how and much how uh, much like John the Baptist said in First John, or sorry, in John chapter one, and then coincidentally, in First John chapter one, um, Paul is uh, he's talking or no, uh, it, it's I forget I think it's John talking. He says, uh, "Let us walk in the light as he is in the light, so that uh, we can have one fellowship with others, and two, we can be cleansed from unrighteousness." So there's kind of this. Um, it's obviously a, a big biblical narrative, but. That's where the idea of see-through comes from, and, and transparency continues to be one of the things people write in to us about the most. So we figured, hey, let's write a book about it. So that's what this book is. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Cool, cool, cool. And um, where can we uh, find this book that is available? Yeah, yeah. So the easiest way is just to go wherever you buy books and search for see-through marriage, um, or you can just go to seethroughbook.com, and there's all the links there as well. Okay, cool. And we'll be sure to uh, drop the link below uh, in the description. So awesome. Well, we're really excited uh, for you and your wife um, and this uh, mission with with this new book. You know, uh, we um, can't wait to read it. And um, it's going to be it's going to be uh, a really good one. So we have one last question that uh, we like to ask um, folks that are brought in. To this podcast and that is what is your mission in life in this season right now oh man i love this question um real simply our mission as a family is just to know god and to make him known and so if you think through the nuances of what that could look like for us it means we want to be students of god's word we want to be people who who place it in the highest place of authority in our lives as a family or as we do that as, as a husband and wife, we, we are training our daughters by God's grace to do that in their own lives. Um, that's the knowing God part. And obviously there's a lot to that and it includes worshiping him and, uh, you know, in, in, in the various context of a Christian life, but to make him known, that's the big, okay, how do we actually tell people of this good news, right? The gospel right. is not prescription for better living. Right. Jesus was not a good teacher. He was God in the flesh. And the good news is it's, an event that happened and we're just sharing that's what testimony is we're giving testimony testifying to an event that's happened and that's the whole making him known piece that's on a family level um on the marriage space really our, our mission is just to point couples to christ and commission them for the gospel in other words to to invigorate and enliven them into what it means to actually live on mission as a couple much like you guys are you know you're you're 
you're doing the, the hard work of putting these podcasts together and you're um, pointing people to Jesus uh, and whoever's willing to give you their ear, you're pointing them to, to Christ. That's kind of what we hope to do. If someone's going to give us their eyes, their ears right. online or, or in person, we're going to try to just, just share the good news with them. So, yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, we love, uh, I love how you um, definitely uh, well-defined and broke it down uh, into two different categories as, as far as um, mm-hmm. what your mission in life is, you know. And, um, well, cool. Well, uh, I just want to uh, personally uh, thank you for um, taking the time out of your busy schedule to um, come on to this podcast. And yeah. uh, I've personally loved <laughs> loved chatting with you and getting to know you uh, a little bit more. And uh, I'm sure that uh, all you listening out there um, are going to love it. Um, just as much as I am right now. And so, you know, um, I think that fathers after hearing this are going to be well more equipped, um, to tackle the challenges and changes of this world, um, while keeping God at the center of their relationships and their homes. So, uh, do you have any, any last words? Oh, man, I just, David, thank you so much for having me on the, the show here. And, yeah, I think, um, I mean, fathers, husbands, uh, just I think recognizing the role that you play and being kind of the priest of your household, and that's that's a big word to drop at the end here, but really just what it means to lead and love your house as Christ has lead, led and loved us. Um, and that's just it's a beautiful, big responsibility. Don't do it alone. Uh, go to God's Word. Get brothers in your life that will walk alongside you and sharpen and keep you, um, and keep you, uh, on the path, but you can do it. God's put you in, uh, your family's life for this purpose. So press into it. And, uh, God is graceful. That's awesome. Cool. And, um, one last thing, Ryan, uh, where can, where can these listeners, um, uh, find, uh, you and your wife? Yeah, simply just go to fiercemarriage.com. Um, and, uh, you can find our podcast there. Or you can just go to iTunes, Spotify, you know, Google Play, all that kind of stuff, and uh, just search for the Fierce Marriage Podcast. Uh, we've got like 160 episodes up, something like that. So there's lots of content there for you. Good. <laughs> good. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, sounds good. Yeah, well, thank you again, Ryan, for um, coming in and um, Absolutely. Thank you, David. Hey, are you still listening? Thank you for listening to this episode. Why don't you do yourself a favor and subscribe or follow the Simple Mission podcast so that you won't miss out on new episodes. To connect with us, simply visit our website at thesimplemission.com connect. Until then, we can't wait to connect with you. See you next time.